Should be. Welcome to the Wednesday check-in with Devil Cheney. I'm here live. I am live at Southern University, the campus of Southern University and A&M College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana for homecoming week this week. But we did not want to be here in Baton Rouge and not provide this opportunity for you ladies and gentlemen to be a part of this financial series. This financial series, amazing as it has been the last 18, 19 weeks has been a blessing to all of us, to each of us here, not just in Las Vegas, but people are streaming in worldwide. I need you to register. We need you to register. We need you to be connected to this information, which is free. Again, I've told you before, if you wanted to uh, access this information, you would have to purchase that. You would have to entertain a CPA. You would have to contract with them. But you're getting this through the Renaissance Fellowship collaboration with Mr. Corey D. Moody. You're getting it for free. Biblically-based financial blessings, financial instruction. Ladies and gentlemen, we're so proud to have tonight again, Mr. Corey D. Moody, Certified Public Accountant, Certified Valuation Analyst. Welcome to the Financial Series, hosted by Corey D. Moody, an internationally known CPA, CVA for over 20 years and a USA World Champion runner. The Financial Series focuses on Bible-based knowledge about our personal value and financial value from biblical days to present day. Speaking from years of experience in accounting, finance, and wealth management, here's your host, Corey D. Moody. 
Well, good afternoon, good evening. I guess on the East Coast and some places it's early morning and late night. But I want to thank you for joining financial, uh, a financial series. My name is Corey D. Moody. I'm a CPA and a um, CBA. And I've been dealing in finances for over 30 something years professionally and also dealing with it from a perspective from biblical base. I've been working with churches and in churches for those same amount of years. Um, as a matter of fact, as soon as I graduated from Morehouse, I started working in various churches around the country. So it's always a pleasure to speak on finances as it relates from a biblical perspective for, for, my, for, for me, because it's been really my whole life. And I want to first welcome you to a financial series, um, again, associated with the Renaissance Fellowship and Moody's Mixture, Winning with Prostate Cancer, No Fear Necessary. So it's always a pleasure to be here, and I want to thank you. And I want to apologize for last week. We had technical difficulties, and, and we're also um, trying some new things out today also. So, you know, we may have some bleeps, but just uh, hang in with us. You know, just kind of get the content and we're going to kind of roll from there. So, again, I've always enjoyed doing these type of things, um, financial series. And so where are we today? You know, I, you know, kind of talked about, you know, our balance sheet, our income statement, all these forms. Well, one of the major things or one of the foundation is, are you reconciling your bank statement? I mean, that's the baseline, you know, when new staff come to my, come to the firm, you know, we start them out doing bank wrecks and they become bank wrecks junkies, you know, they gurus because, you know, you know, when you start dealing with bank wrecks, you got hundreds and 200, 300,000 checks a month written, you know, to come back and reconcile is very important. Well, recon reconciliation is the baseline for letting us know as CPAs, that at least within the framework of the chart of accounts or the accounts that we assign our expenses to, we know at least every penny is accounted for. You know, and that's what the reconciliation does. It makes sure that every penny that has been written through the bank account, through the checkbook, has been accounted for and it's reconciled to the bank, to the book. And it's very important for those two to balance because that lets us know that there are no unaccounted for dollars. And I don't know if you remember, you know, kind of in the very, I think it was the very first class, I said, start tracking your expenses. And it's very important to track your expenses because that's where you see where your money is going. We think it's going here. But when we start analyzing and, and categorizing these accounts, we see a little different picture. But it also gives us an ideal of what we can do to change what we're trying to accomplish in our walk, especially in the finance area. So again, remember, I've always talked about track and field, how in the fall, you know, as track athletes, even when you were sprinter and quarter miler and, you know, you run across country in the fall, you know, getting that base work in. So you can now get ready to prepare 
to really start training in January and February to start getting the outdoor meets where now you start specifically having particular type of workouts for a particular part of the race. Well, your finances are no different. The baseline, where I'll call really getting your base work done, is are you reconciling your bank account every month? Because at least now you're showing that you're at least trying to track and reconcile your, uh, your bank account to the bank. Because banks make mistakes. People come in and steal your money. I don't know if there's anybody out there who's ever had identity theft and had their uh, checking account and you know those things compromised. Well, you know that's a pain. But the question becomes, how quick did you recognize the, the theft? Did you recognize it real quick because your account was overdrawn because you run such a tight budget? Did you know, get notified from the bank, hey, here's some suspicious activity? Did you catch it when you were doing your bank rack and say, wait a minute, I didn't charge this. Where is this coming from? And see, when your bank account has a nice balance in it, you know, and you're not finding out because you had an NF, NSF, you won't find out until you reconcile. Or maybe your bank notifies you if they thought it was an unusual activity. So, so it's real important to, to just check your money every month so you know what's going on. But it also allows you to look at everything that's going on just to kind of get a feel even if you're not categorizing it to expenses how much you're spending in groceries utilities and rent you know how when we remember earlier we had those forms well those forms really kind of all tie into a, a baseline of a bank reconciliation so at minimum you know pull your bank statement and start reconciling your bank account and I'm just going to show you a uh, a bank a bank rack, just so you can kind of see what one looks like. Uh, and this is one we use kind of in 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 the firm. And I hope everyone can see the the bank rack. And you can see the beginning balance and the ending balance. But what I want you to really notice is the ending balance for the general ledger or the book balance and the bank balance, they equal. But that's not always the case because if I was to pull this bank statement, which I believe I have a picture of somewhere, that bank statement, that you're going to see the ending bank balance on that bank statement has something totally different. I don't have it up. So when you call the bank, you go to the ATM machine, and this is where, you know, when we used to consult with clients, hey, you can't just call the bank and see how much money you have in the bank or go to your ATM and say, hey, look, I have, you know, $82,000 in the bank. As a matter of fact, we're going to go back to this as I'm talking so you can see this. So this bank balance is showing that I got $82,000. But my real book balance 
is really $76,000 because I have $5,000 in what's called outstanding checks. And, you know, here's the, this is just a list, you know, the names are moved to, to protect the innocent, but these are the five items that are outstanding. And I'm not trying to make you, I, I do want you to do your bank recs and I'm just, it's not going to be necessary just how to do bank recs, but they're important. Because if you were to call the bank and say, I got $82,000, you could real fast realize that I have a problem. Let me see if I have it right here. Yeah. So this is the bank statement. So it shows this $82,000. This is the same balance that's right here. But you really don't have $82,000. You only have $76,000 because you got outstanding checks. You also can have what's called deposit and transit which means some, there's money that's coming to you or that you deposited or you have in your possession that you had deposited to have it reflect in the bank account. It may be reflected on the, on the book balance, but not reflected in the bank balance. You're like, Corey, man, this is just a lot of stuff. What does all this have to do? Well, you got to, you must reconcile your bank account. It is important so you know where your money is. And what I've come to learn and understand is that assigning your disbursements and your income to particular categories is important because what you start finding out is where you assign your money, that's where you sign your life to. That's really where your goals, that's really where your life is. That's really where you are. And so we've, we've been talking about indicators over the past 15, 16 weeks. And that's why these indicators are so important. So we know where we are in this process of our finances. And a lot of times we're just afraid to really know where we are. When knowing and not knowing doesn't change the reality of where you are. But knowing where you are gives you the power to change and to improve your situation. That's why they say knowledge is power. So it's real important to always kind of understand that, hey, look, at least I know where my money's going. Now this makes more sense what's happening in my life. And, you know, what does this have to do with my money? Everything, because this is the baseline. So start doing your bank reps. Now you can pull your bank statement and on the back of your bank statement, it's going to have a, a bank reconciliation. But the main thing is, I, I didn't, you see, I'm, I'm old. And so when we started, we didn't have computers. So we had these little boxes, these check registers that used to write all your checks in, how, you know, what you spent, where you spent it, because you didn't have debit cards and all that. So you really had to track your outstanding checks. Remember when I talked a little earlier about when you wrote a check, it may not clear for four or five days. So if you constantly run into the bank trying to see how much money you have, you really don't know because you got to take into account those outstanding checks. Those checks I just showed you on that, la on that last screen, checks that are outstanding that you wrote a check and that person hadn't cashed it. So just because they hadn't cashed it doesn't mean, well, they didn't cash it. So it's, 
too, it's too bad. No, you owe that money. So always try to know where you are with your money. So start reconciling. Again, that is the base work for what's happening with your money. So, Corey, what does that really all have to do with kind of where we are and what we've been talking about this, this whole process? And I want to show you something, and I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit. And this is in Second Corinthians five, and it says, "All this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation." that God was reconciling the word to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed, he, he, he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as through God were making his appeal through us. We implore you to you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God. So how are all this tying with your finance finances? And we're gonna I'm gonna try to bring this, you know, to at least and uh, focus. And some of us may have to change the channel, or you know, back in the day when our TV didn't focus, we had to put an antenna in the top of it, or we had a little matchbox that we had to stem, put behind the top, the turn knob, because, you know, the TV was not calibrated, you know, just to bring it back into focus. And so what reconciling our bank account does, it brings our life back into focus, not spiritually, but also financially. See, not knowing where we stand financially kind of leaves us just feeling exposed. But when you reconcile, whether it adds another penny is not the issue, but what it does is brings that into focus that, okay, hold on. Now I kind of know what I need to work with. Now I kind of need to know what I need to work on. So this is why these forms are important, but I want us to understand the underlying spiritual or the biblical principles of their importance. And we've been talking about this Old Testament, New Testament, you know, you know, what does one have to do with the other and, and, and stuff like that. And it's important for us just to understand because mental and spiritual freedom or, or not be, or, or not having fear opens up the doors and windows that we've never had open before because we're, we're, we're allowing ourselves to walk through. So that's why it's important to get your finances together. You know, it's so funny, you know, we've been doing this 13, 14 weeks, you know, and you know, we, we get calls and all type of responses. And I'm always amazed at the ones that when people are wanting to talk about money, but then they want to say, well, that's not the most important thing. And what, and what they really are telling me is, I don't want to use money to tell me anything that's going on with my life. And I'm going to say, well, that could be a mistake from God's perspective. 
Because when we reconcile, when we have our budget, first of all, we're being a good steward. But these indicators are telling us where we need improvement to improve our situation financially. But it also brings us in focus with God spiritually also. Because we're not so scattered worrying about where we are, what's going on. It's never about the amount of money is how much do we have it really under control that we know what we have. So this reconciliation piece is huge. So one of the things is understanding what does this mean, Old, New, Old Testament, New Testament. So this reconciliation that God is talking about and what Paul was talking about in Romans, you know, when the Jews and the Gentiles, you know, you know, when, when, when Paul went, you know, through Rome, you know, the, the churches were, were, were filled with Jews and the Gentiles, you know, came and started taking that piece over and the Jews left. But the, the, the big part of this, th that book talks about that the Jews live more from a legalistic perspective or under the law or Old Testament. Where the Gentiles say, hey, we live in under New Testament. We don't have to do those things. Well, this is where the reconciliation really comes in. And, and when we're confronted with people that, that tell us we can dismiss this or di dismiss this part of the Bible, I'm going to say, I don't think we should dismiss it. We should reconcile so both sides balance. So remember, I just want to show that one screen again, because I think it's important for us to kind of see that this reconciliation doesn't always, and the numbers don't always start out with the same numbers at the top, see? But once we reconcile everything, they balance. Now, if we believe this word is all inclusive of God's words to us, how we are to live, are we going to eliminate some of these outstanding checks and say, I'm going to eliminate this check because it's Old Testament or New Testament? And now we think we have more money, but it's outstanding? That's the danger of not reconciling. And God did it for us in his writing, his teachings, and especially in, the, in, in Romans. And that's why one of the things that is, I've been saying throughout this series, we have to be real careful of taking a few scriptures out of a complete book out of the context. It's like the reconciliation. So, where am I going with all this? So understand that the Jews were legalistical, the Gentiles were the license. You know how they say, hey, I got the license to do whatever because I'm under the grace. And God talks about it in Romans, how bringing those two together to reconcile, to bring the church together. 
And that's the reconciliation of the old and the new, of our bank accounts, the book balance and the bank balance. They could look different, but they both trying to get to the same or on the same journey. And we can get sidetracked when we get out of balance. We get sidetracked with our finances when we can't balance our checkbook. And, you know, I remember growing up hearing adults talking about balancing their checkbook. And this was before, you know, this is when I was junior high, high school, you know, hearing people talk about balancing their checkbook. Because when they have the computers and all these things where you could just check your bank balance on your cell phone, on your smartphone. You didn't have an ATM. The ATM came out later in my life. So the only way you could really check your balance was to go to the bank. You might've been able to call because if you knew someone in the bank. So having con control or understanding of the true balance of your cash is important. And it just frees your mind not to stress over things that you don't know because you don't know where they are. All you know is you got bills to pay. But God gives us something that says, hey, look, we can reconcile these, get these two balances to reconcile. We can take the old, we can take the new and we can reconcile it. And that was, you know, kind of a lot of what was happening in Romans. And it, it, there, there are kind of some parts and, you know, go back and just read that complete book. So to kind of get the context of reconciling the old and the new. So when you're challenged about what to believe and understand, you, you don't you don't get sidetracked or like, well, well, maybe that doesn't work. But that's keeping everything in the context and keeping everything in this proper place. You know, because they were, you know, the Jews and the Gentiles both believe in Jesus. You know, the Jews, you know, what what, what was important to them was some of the legalistical type things. What day to worship on, what foods to eat unclean and not clean. The Gentiles said, hey, I'm blessing it all. So how do we reconcile? And that's what kind of happens in Romans is that things start to get reconciled. So I'm gonna kind of open, share this with you real quick and see if we can kind of bring this in the, in, in the focus. And I hope it's coming through with this technology that, you know, we've been dealing with. So this is Romans 5, 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So here we're talking old and new right here. We got the father and then we got the son. through whom we have gained access by faith 
into this grace in which we now stand. So through, through Christ, now we have this grace that we need to, we need to reconcile what happened back in the law. And we boast in their hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glorify in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit which had given up, which he has given to us. I can't. So we can't forget it. We need Christ to get that grace, but we can reconcile the two. If people say, hey, we don't sacrifice anymore. Well, we may not sacrifice animals, children, but we have to sacrifice our time. You know, that's why this perseverance we, we just read and character and all that stuff gives us the ability to fight through the things we need to fight for. Remember, what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago was most of the land, when, when God led Moses to the, the promised land, they had to go possess it. It was already occupied which means they had to go fight for it. We still have to fight and do things that we need to do to get to that kingdom that he's telling us to go for. So understand that this reconciliation becomes important because it's the baseline for understanding where we've been, where are we going? So look at the back of your bank rec or your bank statement. Start doing your bank reconciliations. And start saying, hey, what's going on? I, I can fix this. So remember, Paul got arrested. So this was just to kind of show you how things just don't change. So back in the temple, remember, they had these barriers that were for Gentiles only and for Jews. And Paul got in trouble for assisting Gentiles where they thought he was helping them pass the barrier. You know, it's like you know, we had the Jim Crow laws, you know, white only, black only. This hasn't changed. They just changed the names. So this model has always been there. We just have to reconcile this. And so, and Paul, a lot of Paul's writings about the reconciliation, especially in Romans. In Corinthians. So that's why the reconciliation is important from our financial perspective to look at the bank balance and the book balance so we don't overdraw our accounts. But it also makes us 
brings us a little bit more in the focus of what's happening with our, our dollars, our monies. We can start looking at these indicators and say, whoa, I am spending too much here. When we stop looking at it, I hate budgets because it's telling me what I can and can't do. But it should be a, a beacon for us to follow. So that's why I want to make sure that we go back, start doing these reconciliations. Okay. And so I want to read one more for you. Uh, if I can find that one. And so I'm going to go over here and just to try to tie it all in. And this is Romans 5.13. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against everyone. Account. So he, here we are talking about your account. It's just funny how we don't talk about money and accounts, debits and credits, you know. But sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Neither, nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam who is a pattern of one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many die by the trespass of the one man, how much did God's grace in the gift that came by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ. So there's the reconciliation. But we have to read that whole book. I did put it that way. I had to read it because I had to start understanding what my indicators were telling me. Where am I? What's happening in my life? And that's always been what I strive for. Even though my life may look like, hey, you, you know, you did all these different things. But so did most of the folks in the Bible. And we just read, even those who did not sin, they still had to come through Christ through grace. So as we start to reconcile our bank account and start to understand these things that we have to do, let's don't leave God out of the equation, but we got to start putting these practical pieces into into practice we can't miss it and so in ephesians 2 that's when you hear about the jews and the gentiles being reconciled so that's all i'm not going to have a whole bunch of this going on this evening this is kind of a short one but i hope we're seeing how reconciling book balance and bank balance. They start out different, look different, but we have to reconcile. The Old and New Testament, we got to reconcile. 
just as to Jews and the Gentiles. And there's a lot more to that story. But go through it and get that understanding because it would free you from a financial perspective. So what I want to do is thank you for joining me this evening. And you can always listen on podbean.com to rebroadcast. Of course, you can always go back to Facebook and look at the the broadcast over. But just to hear it, you can go to Podbean. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Apple Podcasts. So again, I want to thank you for joining in this evening. And I hope this kind of showed some things that made some sense to you. And as we continue to go through this series, I wanted to start bringing things into focus. And let's start with the bank regs. Thank you for listening to the financial series hosted by internationally known CPA, CVA, and USA champion runner, Corey D. Moody. Don't miss the financial series next week at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for life-changing insight about your personal value and financial value based on biblical principles. On behalf of Corey D. Moody, have a blessed and prosperous week.